turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Rightfully Ours. As Christians, there are things that belong to you and me. As a result of Jesus Christ shedding his blood for you and me. Things that we have a valid and a just claim to have and obey. Our gracious God made every one of these things ours. In fact, they're rightfully ours. Not rightfully ours because of anything that was done by me and you, but rightfully ours as a result of what Jesus Christ did for us and then made available to me and you. According to the word of God, which is always true, each and every one of those promises are things that God wants to be possessed and enjoyed by me and you. Things that we have a legitimate and a just claim to because of what Jesus Christ did for me and you. Well, since that's true, then we might as well find out what they are, like God wants us to do, and then allow those things to actually manifest in the lives of me and you, especially since Jesus died for them to be received by me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to John chapter 10 and come on, let's dive on in to this word that God gave me to give to you so that you can be able to know what you need to do when, 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 when you blessed like you are and doing what you do. Praise God. I got any blessed folk in the house. Amen. Amen. I'm in the right house then. Praise God. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Rightfully Ours. Right, good seasons. Rightfully Ours. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whereas God is letting us know about the things that are rightfully ours so that we can truly believe that these things are rightfully ours. Because if we need to receive them and, and operate them like God wants us to do, we need to really believe that these things are ours so that God can now cause them to be able to manifest in the life of me and you. We know it's true on pages. Now he wants us to see it true in the middle of our lives too. When we look in our lives, we'll see what's on the pages. We'll see it manifested for me and you. We're going to go into some stuff today that I'm telling you going to bless you. You've got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say. And even though I know you don't need it right now, praise God, this, you know, God's a God of prevision. And because he's a God of prevision, he always has provision, which means he'll give you what you need before you need it. So that when you need it, you already got it. Praise God. Hey, that's a good God. Praise God. All the time. He is good. We're going to start by doing a foundational text, do a brief review, move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you. It's going to bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. John chapter 10, we're going to read verse 7. Let's make it 9. Verse 9, he says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastors. So that means there's something in addition to salvation is available to me and you. 
that once we're saved, it opens the door for the and after that to happen for me and you. And that is that we can go in and out and find pastures. We can find places where where peace and comfort is. We can find places where provision is. We can find places that God has prepared for me and you, things that he already has waiting for me and you because he is our shepherd, good shepherd. And because he's our shepherd, we shall not want, which means that because we are now in Christ, because he is our shepherd, he puts us in a position where we don't want. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Now then, we got an enemy out here that's going to try to do some stupid stuff for me and you. Everybody say, but that's all right. right. Amen, because I got a God too. Praise God. Amen. He said in verse 10, the thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to kill, and to destroy. He said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, he lets us know about the enemy and what the enemy is there to do. But he also lets us know right after that who he is and what he's there to do. He said, yeah, you might have an enemy that's there to steal, kill, and destroy you. But you still got me, and I'm there to be able to make sure that everything works out well for you. Jesus came so that we can have life, and that we can have it more abundantly. We already know that that word life is the Greek word zoe, which is the God kind of life, where God wants us to be able to live the life that he wants us to be able to live. In fact, the exact life that he lived while he was on the face of the earth, he gave that available to me and you. What a privilege to be able to live the life that Jesus did when he walked the streets just like me and you. He said, I came that you might have and enjoy life. And have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's what he said in the amplified version. To amplify to me and you what he wants us to know. He wants us to know that he wants our life on overflow. Now that's overflow with good, not overflow with bad. That's where it's filled to the overflow with good. Not something that makes you sad. The living Bible says it this way. He said, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. That's what God said I came to do. Through Jesus Christ, I came to do that for you, who is the word of God. He came to make sure we have life in all this abundance. Now, sometimes we run into situations and circumstances which can try to come and steal, kill, and destroy that life in abundance. But everybody say, that's all right. I got a God that loves me. Amen. And he's right there with thee, and he's going to help you through into the life that God has in store for you. Now, we've been working for a little while now about the last few times about the promises the promise of answer prayer being rightfully ours. The promise of answer prayer being rightfully ours. That we have a right to answer prayer. Because we in Christ, we have a right to answer prayer. So we don't just sling them up there and see what's going to happen. No, we already speak knowing what's going to happen. Because he said, if I pray anything according to his will, then we know he hears us. And because we know he hears us, then we have the petitions we put before us. Which means we're supposed to do this in confidence. We're supposed to be a confident people. Praying knowing what God's going to do. Knowing ahead of time, because we saw it in his word. That's what he said he's going to do. He's already said he gave an amen to the things he put there for me and you. All we got to do is come into agreement with that, and then we're going to have the things that he has in store for me and you. Last time we got together, we found out we got standing with God. Right standing with God. Whereas we have the right to be able to appear and to be heard before a court. He's the righteous judge. We have a right to be able to be heard in his court. You just can't come up in this court and say what you want to. No, everybody else would get thrown out. They wouldn't even get in if they did get in. Praise God, but not me and you. We got a right to boldly come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's good news. Praise God, because we got standing with God. We have the right to initiate and make particular legal claims. To initiate and make particular legal claims. Once again, God's a legal God. He's already said yes and amen to me and you. All we have to do is bring back to his remembrance what it is he said so that he can do what he said he would do. Once again, that's not because he's senile. He'd be forgetting and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm, I did say I was going to provide for you. No, that's not what's going on. It is to be able to give us enough faith necessary to be able to receive what it is that he does for me and you. Because all we have to do is pray. 
So we found out that the fervent, righteous, the fervent, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That our prayers are effectual when they're fervent, when they're red hot, when they're earnest prayers. I mean, when we pray for real, then God will come through for us for real. Why? Because we have standing with God. Shed it at both sides. But today we're going to talk about something else that's important to know since you got this standing with God. And so we're going to talk about the right to answer prayer when in trouble. Now, I know ain't none of y'all in trouble. So, you know, just take good notes for the future and take good notes for your friend. Praise God, because you ain't in no trouble right now. Praise God. So don't worry about it. You know, but even if it does show up, now you know what to do to end, cause it to come to an end. Because you have the right to answer prayer when you are in trouble. That's good to know. Because as God's people, it's important for us to know that God hears and answers our prayers. Everybody give me an old head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, answer prayer is rightfully ours. And we should be thankful about that. Especially in times of trouble. I said especially in times of trouble. Because when trouble comes our way and sometimes look like it wants to stay and not go away. We need to know and believe that God listens to the prayers of us when we pray. When, pressure, when, when trouble shows up and act like it don't want to go away. And they act like it's sitting in your house to stay. It's good to know that you can pray and God's going to hear what you pray. He'll not only hear them, but he'll also answer them. That's good news. He'll not only hear your prayers, he'll answer your prayers. Why is that? Because answered prayer is rightfully ours in times of trouble. Turn to Psalms number 34. I'm going to let somebody else testify about it to you. I know a guy that can testify. His name is David. 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 Where is God? <laughs> <laughs> David. Let's get David to testify. David, David, I need you to testify to these people about how God will come through when you call on him and ask him to, especially when you're in trouble. Because, see, God hears the prayers of his people when they're in trouble, and he will answer them. Everybody say, whoo, that's good news. Mm-hmm. In fact, David testified about how it is that he prayed when he found himself in trouble. And what God did when he prayed. Because when David faced troubles in his life, we'll see what he did. So that we can know what to do in our life. Should that ever happen to me and you? Psalms number 34. We'll start reading at stanza number four. David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. He said, I sought the Lord. That fires me up. He sought the Lord and he heard me. So when David was facing troubles in his life, he said, I sought the Lord. That word sought by implication means to seek or to ask. By implication, it means to seek or to ask. He looked for him. He sought him out. He sought him. Oh, come on. You know enough New Testament to know. He said, if you seek, you'll find. If you knock, the door will be open unto you. That's what the Bible says. You take it in the Old Testament. He said over in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, he said, when you seek me with your whole heart, you shall find me. Which means that if we seek God, we got a promise from God. You're going to find me. And not just find me, but he also said, or ask, to seek or ask. See, it's one thing when you go find somebody, but then you ain't got nothing to say to them when you find them. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, like you'd be calling people, y'all don't know nothing about this, but back when you was in love, Call somebody up, hey, baby, hey, what you doing? Nothing. What you doing? Nothing. Cricket, cricket, cricket. You saw them. Now you ain't got nothing to say to them, praise God. Hey, man, you remember them days, do you? Well, we can see God 
and ask him. That's what he said when he saw it. He sought him and asked him. See, the actual meaning is to tread or frequent, usually to follow. To tread or frequent, usually to follow. Now, I like that definition because it lets me know the two things that I ought to know as a praying man. And, the, and, and, and it's two things that you ought to know as a praying person. That is, number one, that as a man or woman of God who has the ability to be able to come to God in, in prayer, that we should seek and ask of him frequently. That we should seek and ask of him frequently, especially when you're in trouble. Oh, if you knew how many people don't come to God when they're in trouble, trying to work it out on their own. How many people don't come to God when they run into some trouble because they're trying to, you know, you know, stick it out and try to figure it out. They're going to gut it out themselves. You know, I'm going to gut this out myself. I'm going to just handle this myself. You ain't never been able to handle nothing. Why all of a sudden you're going to be able to handle something? Just go to God in prayer. Come on now, quit tripping. Just go to God in, in prayer. Look at your neighbor. Say he's talking to you. Amen. Amen. Just go to God in prayer. And look at your neighbor. Say he's talking to me too. Praise God. Amen. Because some of us get to trying to figure stuff out on our own. We try to handle stuff on our own. Like God is the last resort. Excuse me. He is Alpha and Omega. The reason why he'll be the last resort is because he took him as the first resort and it ended right there. Is anybody hearing me right there? You got to learn to go to God first. When you go to God? First. Primero. First. Numero uno. That's when you go to him. First time. Hallelujah. A lot of us wait till a long time before we get all jacked up. And we're like, oh, God, I tried everything but you. No, God said you should have came here in the first place and we could have handled all this for you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Mm-hmm. And number two, things that we ought to do, knowing that we can come to God in prayer, is that when we do seek him and ask of him, that we should seek him and ask of him to follow him. And or his advice. To follow him or his advice. Folk do. Well let me do it this way. They do, they do it to me. So I know they do it to God. They'll do it to me. They, I know they'll do it to God. Pastor what do you think about this? So you don't want to know what I think. You want to know what the word of God says. Come to me I'll tell you what the word of God says. I ain't going to tell you what I think. Because what I think is irrelevant. What God said is what will set you free. That's the only thing that's going to set you free. And so then I tell them. Praise God. They, they seek advice. I give them. They seek a solution. I provide it. They say, you know, it's the Holy Ghost through me, of course, you know. And I provide it, praise God. And do you think they operate according to it? No. They're going to do the opposite of things then, other than do something different, you know. A lot of people, you seek God. Not you. You know I mean? You preach it, but, you know, a lot of folks seek God, praise God. But it's the truth in it when they're told they can't handle the truth. They don't, want, they don't want what God got. They want God to say something that they want to hear. They don't want to find out what God says because God's going to tell you to change something, especially if you're in a jacked up situation. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time he's going to tell you to change something. But you don't know what my spouse is doing. He ain't going to talk to you about your spouse. He's going to talk to you about you. You don't know what my child is doing. He ain't going to talk to you about your child. He's going to talk to you about you. Then you're going to be like, wait a minute. I ain't what I came for. You're like, yes, it is. You just didn't know what you was coming for. I know. I know how to solve it. Just let me solve it. And God will tell you what to do to solve it. See, when David sought the Lord in prayer, when trouble came his way, the Lord heard the prayer that he prayed. That's what the word had to say. He said, I sought the Lord and he heard me. That word heard right there means to I. Properly, it means to I you. 
You know, he eyed him. I like that. Because it's not the eye, like eyeing us like he rolling his eyes at us, like he all upset, you know, looking at us harshly saying, what are you praying to me about? This ain't that kind of eye. Like he's like roll his eyes at you and squint his eye at you like, you like you're an irritation or an inconvenience or you're like a bother to him. No, no, no. You're never a bother to God. You're not an inconvenience to God. You're not an irritation to God. God loves you with an everlasting love. This eye is, uh, is eyeing us is where he turns his gaze toward us when we pray toward him. Turns his gaze toward us. Whereas it's as though, we know that he sees us all the time, but it's as though he was walking this way, minding his own business, and all of a sudden somebody prayed to him and called out his name, and then he turned his focus toward them at that point. The psalmist is trying to get you to understand that the moment you pray, God focuses on you. He turns his eye on you. He focuses on you. He turns his eye towards us because he focuses on us, and then he's listening intently to what it is that we're saying. It's lending attentively to what he's saying. Come on now. Remember when your mama used to call you? And you say, yes, ma'am. You listen intently. When you hear nothing, well, when I'm in my area, when you hear nothing, you came. Hallelujah. You'll be like, well, I guess she don't want nothing. No, she, oh, no, she just called your name for nothing. Praise God. Amen. That meant that you came. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? You come toward the voice. That's what you do. You come toward the voice. Well, he turns his eye toward us and he listens attentively to us. We turn toward the voice. And he turns toward our voice when we pray to him. Generally, it means to heed, that is to pay attention. To heed, that is pay attention. Which means God takes heed to us when we pray. Think about that. Us. He said, I take heed to you. Remember, you got standing with God. God said, I pay attention to you when you pray. I take heed to you. God gives careful attention to our prayers. He listens to every single word of her, especially when we're in trouble, during times of trouble. God pays attention to us when we pray. He pays attention to what we have to say. He pays attention to it. That's good to know because God is listening to you. I know you don't dealt with enough people that don't really listen to you, but God does. God pays attention to every single thing you say, especially when you're in trouble. By implication, it means to respond. I like that one, too, because God not only focuses upon us when he pray to him, And not only does he take heed and pay attention to us when we pray to him, but he also responds to us when we pray to him. He responds. Or respond means to reply or answer. God replies when we we pray. God answers when we pray. That's important because somebody may hear you, but they might not reply to you. They'll hear you, but they don't reply to you. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. How many RSVPs have we and other people not RSVP'd when we were asked to? They told us to RSVP. That's a sense as well as regrets. Whether you're coming or ain't coming, that's another way of phrasing. Whether you're coming or ain't coming, just let us know because we need to know who, who, who's showing up. But they never got a reply from us, nor an answer from us. Why is that? Because we heard them. We know exactly what they said to do. We know exactly what they were requesting of me and you. We just didn't reply. We just didn't answer. Well, God's not like that. God hears and replies when we answer. Somebody say, add time. time. God hears and answers the prayers that we pray because we hear. Somebody say, add time. time. That that, that word reply, respond also means to make a return by some action as if answering. 
to make a return by some action as if in answer or as if answering. Which means when God hears our prayers, God makes a return by doing some action as if in answer to us when we prayed. He does an action as if in answer. But it's not as if. It really is in answer to what we pray. You don't believe it? Ask David. Excuse me, Daniel. Daniel, not that one. The other one. Daniel will tell you, praise God. Daniel will tell you that, that when God, when, 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 when Daniel prayed to him, the answer appeared to not come immediately. I said appeared to not come immediately. But then later on down the line, another angel, I mean an angel showed up and let him know, hey, when the moment you prayed, God answered you. God answered you the moment you prayed. He said the enemy got in the way to try to block me from coming and give you what God had to say. Praise God. But God sent some help. He felt his help come on because the messenger angel got backed up by a warrior angel. And the warrior angel started busting up the, the ex-musician angel, praise God, hallelujah, so that they can be able to get through. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You just had to know who was up in there, praise God. Amen. 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 And then he went away, singing as he was on his way, praise God, because he threw him up out of there, praise God, because the warrior angel wasn't playing no games. And then that message angel was able to come and bring the message to him. But he let him know the moment that you prayed, God answered you. Because God will respond to an action when you, when you, when you pray to him. Why? Because he has a, he, you got standing with him. So when we pray when we're in trouble, God hears our prayers and does some action in answer to our prayer to get us out of trouble. Even if you don't see the action, that don't mean the action isn't happening. Even if you don't know specifically what the answer is, that don't mean, I mean, what the action is, that don't mean that nothing's happening. Because many times God's working behind the scenes, making everything line up, straighten up in order to be able to bring the answer that it is you need. The answer has already started. Hallelujah. I said the answer has already started. Hallelujah. I said the answer has already started. I remember, I remember one time, one time, praise God, I was praying, praise God, and asking the Lord about a particular thing. Who should I bring and what should I do? What should I do with this, with this situation that's facing me and, and how do I answer it too? God gave me a, something to do. Long story short, I, I, I showed me a person. So I called the person, whereas God, and said, hey, look, you know, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you what God told me. Praise God. And so he kept showing me what to do. So I called him up. They screamed in the phone. I'm thinking like, dang, was it that bad? You know? <laughs> and they said, hmm, that's interesting. Because at the first of the year, I was praying the same thing. I was asking God, where am I supposed to be? And God came and talked to me and told me what to do. Because when they prayed, God came and touched my heart. Does that make sense? And then had me to call. I didn't call right away. I tried to throw it off three, four times. But how many people know God ain't backing off of what he don't do? Especially when somebody else is on the other side praying. When other, I'm holding up, the, I'm, I was holding up what God had for them. So God finally got through to me, praise God, and I said, call him. Because every time I go down and pray, the same face kept popping up. And I mean, that was too many times. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm like, either I'm going to have to find out what's going on with this. Praise God. So I called and God dealt with it. Praise God. Because it was an answer to a prayer. He starts moving long before you even know what's happening when you pray. Why? Because he responds when you pray. That word respond also means to react favorably. I like that one too. To react favorably. Which means when we pray in times of trouble, God hears our prayer and reacts favorably to our prayers. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. 
I hope that you're seeing that believing that things are rightfully ours is very important to our receiving the things that God told us about in his word. I hope even more that the idea of the things God promised in his word are rightfully ours is inspiring you to receive all that God wants to be received and enjoyed by you. I hope that you're learning that those things are rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best if you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the ladies out there to an event held here at Word of Faith that'll absolutely be a blessing to you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of word of faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Come be blessed at the Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday at Word of Faith San Antonio. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? God stay blessed. See you tomorrow.